Hi, my name is Joe Houghton, and this is the Plus One Podcast. My guest today is Samantha Mason Vasquez, uh, who is a mindset and career transformation coach based out of Colorado in the USA. So a long way from Dublin in Ireland. Samantha has undergrad and master's degrees in psychology and another pair in fine arts. And if that wasn't enough, she's in the middle of studying to be a doctor of law at the moment. So like like the guy I interviewed yesterday, Tucker Carlson, you know, four degrees already, another one coming up. Um, and, and that kind of ties in with Samantha's um, self-description of the two-word description, which is a, a perpetual student. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think virtually anybody who comes and is interviewed on this podcast probably falls into that category um, because... You know, anybody who's into innovative education and, and self-development and stuff almost always has this thread, don't they, of, of being a perpetual learner and a perpetual student. Um, you've got a very impressive list of, of clients with your with your coaching business. You know, Google, Hewlett Packard, United Airlines, lots of lots of big names. Um, and you run that through uh, modernmind.io. That's your website, isn't it? So uh, so that's where people can reach you. And you know, looking looking at your LinkedIn profile and, and you talk about your, your company and, and you kind of break it down into three main areas that you want clients to kind of talk to you out. So there's curriculum collaboration, facilitation and learning development, and then coaching. So we, we maybe, maybe revisit each one of those in a little while and you can kind of expand on what the the things that you do are. So So, I mean, great to have you on the podcast, Samantha. Welcome. Thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to today. But you didn't. I mean, you you haven't always been a coach. You st- uh, again going down to the bottom of the LinkedIn profile. HR was your fir- one of your first jobs, I think, wasn't it? So, so kind of start us off with the with the journey. You know, sure, yeah. from, from your first job to realizing that perhaps that wasn't what you wanted to spend the rest of your life doing and then you know how have you got to where you are today yeah my first job my first grown-up job if you will i was working as a user interface designer after getting my my master's in digital media design and for a long time i worked primarily with computers and designing computer interfaces for humans okay and eventually i realized as i started getting involved in creating job descriptions and uh helping my my mentor or my boss at work to build out the team um, recruiting people into organizations. I mean, I went through mergers and acquisitions multiple times and saw organizations double in size in six months um, and got to be a really instrumental part of that. And that was very exciting. And I just realized that it was the human dynamics that really, really inspired me and seeing the teams that I helped to put together remain friends and remain tightly connected for many, many years after the company changed and um, you know a lot of people moved on but they stayed in touch so um, that really was very compelling for me how that happens and how those relationships are built within a company culture um, where there's you know true authentic connection with co-workers in a work environment so that's um, and that that mirrors my own experience as well because you know, I started off as a computer programmer and an analyst, but once I started managing teams, that was where it was at. I mean, it was the people. And, and you know, I'd always been a bit of a nerd and a techie and all the rest of it. But when I found people, <laughs> it was like, oh, the game's changed. And, you know, the, the, the techie stuff is fine, but just just getting the best out of people and seeing them grow and seeing them you know, do things that they didn't think they could, uh, and so it's just magic, isn't it? That's that's right. uh, that's where it's at. Yeah, Absolutely. so I'm, I'm completely with you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what's really exciting for me now is um, seeing all of this AI technology come into the marketplace, and seeing so many companies that are really sort of leading the charge on really making AI work for humans 
and not the other way around. And, um, you know, getting people back to innovation and creativity and letting those kind of mundane tasks be automated a little bit more. Uh, I think there's sometimes in, in our minds, we're fearful of these changes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it feels like maybe a computer is taking someone's job, but what people can realize and have some sort of reassurance in is knowing that really the universe is an abundant place Mm. and you know opening yourself up to moving into creativity and innovation and and doing the things that humans are really best at is actually a really exciting opportunity but isn't it isn't it also very scary for some people you know i mean it's that phrase opening yourself up i mean you know i'm in this job and i know what i've got to do and I know the boundaries and I'm in a safe space and all the rest of it. And you want me to go outside it? <laughs> yeah. We're infinite. We're infinite in our potential and, you know, allowing ourselves to remove those limits and expand and, you know, stay in that growth zone right outside of our comfort zone as much as possible, spending the majority of our day just really stretching ourselves and seeing what we can accomplish, seeing what can happen when we open up those limitations and expand that, those boxes that we've put around ourselves and step into, you know, just seeing what we can do. It's very exciting when you think of it like that. Yeah. And, and, and I suppose that's where coaches perhaps help people is, is very often it's in the framing, isn't it? Absolutely. We're we're looking at the same situation, but one person's looking at it through a a set of blinkers and a a closed mindset, if you like. And and you, you, I think you use what creative visualization. So, I mean, that, that's a nice segue, is it? So, so what's this, what's this idea for somebody who's never heard of creative visualizations? How do you, how do you move them? Yeah. So there's kind of two things that I do with my clients. Um, I really ask them a lot of probing questions to get them to explore what's behind the fear, what's behind the self-sabotage, what's behind the limiting beliefs around what they can do or what they, where they belong or what they're allowed or what capacity they have. What are those limiting beliefs and what's behind it? And then when we uncover that resistance to stepping into their power and stepping into their really limitless potential. Um, I have them go through a process. Um, This is one of the tools that I use where they imagine I I have them use their left hand and their right hand, and they imagine all the parts and aspects of, of what's creating their current reality that they don't want. Um, The frustration, (laughs) the, the, experiences that they're running into and and kind of put it in a bubble in their hand and imagine it can just be suspended in there and all of the ways that they show up and all of the ways that they communicate with themselves their thoughts their feelings Mm -hmm. um their part-time personalities that come into play once in a while and they they get that very very clear i get them to really get into the feeling with their eyes closed so they can really tap into that imagination and I really talk them through it. I talk them into the process so they, they can really sort of amp that feeling up. And then in their right hand, I have them create all the parts and aspects of what they do want. Imagine their desired reality and just amp up that feeling, um, who they hang out with, what, how they show up, what their face looks like in a, in a conversation, how they posture themselves, really stepping into their power, how would they be? Who are their friends? Um, and you know, where do they work? What kind of car do they drive? Where do they live? What does their house look like? Just really amplify that, that desired end result. Um, and it could be living a life they love, living according to their true nature and purpose. It could be being the primary creative force in their own life. It could be being more healthy and vital. Those could be any one of those things could be the focus of, of that desired reality. And in, in having those two very, very detailed descriptions of reality, their current reality and their desired reality, I then have them 
close, keep their eyes closed and step a back, a step back in time to one step back in their life. That version of them that created this left-hand reality and, and actually start to realize how hard that version of them worked to get them here that to this thing that they no longer want. Yeah. And, and to just tell that version of themselves what they really want to say. And I really encourage them to say, thank you. I really appreciate everything that you've done. It's not going to be uh, wasted, but I'm going to take it from here and I'm going to make you proud. And um, just really express that gratitude and appreciation for that version of themselves that got them here. And then step into the, into the right hand reality and go towards the horizon to that next version of themselves that's one step forward in their life. Mm. And typically I just have them walk forward and just step into that person and become that person. Wow. And bring that person back <clears throat> with them when they come back to center. Yeah. And and then we have a conversation about how this reality is not better and it the other reality isn't worse. They're simply different. Yeah. And in recognizing that just one is a little bit different, we have, I think it's undeniable that we are spirit beings living in a physical body. Okay. And we chose to have this physical experience. And in choosing to have this physical experience, our main intention was to have new experiences, continually have new experiences and try new things. <laughs> and in that recognizing what we're doing what we came here to be as a physical being just consider them both and choose what they love just choose and then i have a meditation practice and a creative visualization practice and a journaling practice that they spend a few minutes on every morning and if they can spend a few minutes just commit to a few minutes Mm. everybody can do two minutes at anything right um meditating stepping into that right hand identity, being that person for a few minutes every morning, fully getting into the feeling of it. And you can set an anchor on a place on your body that you don't often touch when you really get into that feeling and amplify that right hand identity, Mm. put an anchor. And then you can bring that to your consciousness anytime you want and step into that identity at a moment's notice. And then the more comfortable you get at stepping into that identity, that right-hand identity, that identity that you want, when everything comes into the physical reality that you're forming in your mind, you won't reject it because it's just commonplace. It's that's who I am. You've established a habitual kind of, you're comfortable in that space now because it's not you, it's becoming familiar. Yeah. Be it to see it. And yeah creating that right hand reality in your mind actually programs your subconscious to put you on the direct path to go straight towards it Mm. exactly where you want to head you you basically take the steering wheel of your life and you start steering versus having your hands off the wheel and blinking and every once in a while your eyes are open you're actually really focused on driving towards where you want to go it's funny. It's funny because I mean, you know, I, I teach project management at college, and uh, and I mean, you've described almost the process that I take my students through when we start a project, you know. And I say to them, like, right, describe the project today. Describe the the situation today. Describe the challenges and the business and all the rest of it, and then visualize where how the world can look in a year's time if we do this project right. You know, if we make the change or whatever, and describe it as as detailed as you can, and then the path will emerge. You might have to do some work to find the path, but the path will kind of it will appear in front of you because you've got a destination point. Whereas until you've got that destination point, the path can't appear because it could be that way, or it could be that way, or it could be that way. You know, stuff like. That. And it's very similar, isn't it? It's it's this it's this. It's the Covey. It's the Stephen Covey thing, isn't it? The start with the end in mind. Um, Right. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we're wired. Although we have our differences and we have, you know, uniqueness, 
each of us as individuals at the core, we're wired very similarly yeah. and our, our subconscious and our conscious and our, you know, our inner being, our super conscious, um, they function in the same way. And if you know how to leverage the power of having them work together as a unit, hmm. um, you're unstoppable. You're absolutely unstoppable. Because anything is possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Most of the blockers are in, are in in our own heads, aren't they? I, re I remember years and years ago reading that amazing little book by Spencer. What's it called? Who Moved My Cheese? Or <laughs> Right. Yeah. And it's it's all about facing the fear, isn't it? And and just just kind of becoming aware and and moving forward. And and it's 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 wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Actually, our biggest fear that we have universally as humans is our fear of feeling. Our fear of feeling something from the past that was troubling or uncomfortable, and our fear of something we anticipate that may happen in the future, and the more we can discipline ourselves to feel and to face those fears, the more unstoppable we become. Oh, wow. Okay. And this is you bringing your two degrees in psychology to the table, isn't it? <laughs> no, yeah. This and, is yeah. Delightful information that I, I glean along the way from other people. Uh, I have a, a really, really close friend that called me just a couple of days ago and said, Hey, I just read this book. And um, it was talking about doing and feeling and stepping into the uncomfortable. And he said, I'm, I'm, I'm strengthening my mind by getting into the shower first, then turning on the water. Every morning I force myself to, to experience the water yeah. before it warms up because it's training my mind to do what's hard, training my mind that I can do those things which are uncomfortable that I know are going to take me where I want to be. Um, you know, everybody can do anything for two minutes. Yeah. You can take a cold shower for two minutes. You can put on your shoes and go out and run down your driveway for two minutes. And I bet you, if you do it, you're going to keep going. You're going to run for longer and longer. Just do it. Fo focus on that two minutes. Yes. And, it's that first it, step. It's the most difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. It's always, the first, it's always overcoming the inertia. It's the tipping point. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and facing those difficult things, facing your fears, facing the things that are uncomfortable is, is really what shapes us as, you know, deeper, more wise, more, you know, more giving people. We can give so much back to others when we've done that inner work and strengthen ourselves within our, within our psyche, within ourselves and our subconscious and our conscious mind and our our higher self our super conscious getting them all to work together as a unit We're, we just we can't even imagine how how lightning fast our life can start to move in the direction that we want it to go wow how did you get here i mean you know, you don't kind of finish school and, and kind of decide probably that you're going to end up being a life coach and, and, and you know, a, a, a career transformation coach and stuff. So uh, were there special people in your life that kind of lit you up or that, that, that there were these light bulb moments you said, I want to be like, or, or this is this is just amazing? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say I could pick a handful of people that have really inspired me. And, you know, I came from generational poverty. I came from, you know, really, we, I, I don't want to get in too much into the neuroscience of it, but the trauma that happens seven generations back gets programmed into our DNA through our life experience, through our, our ancestors' life experience. And it can be kind of a, a trickle down effect. It can just have a multiplying effect. Yeah. But what I have discovered through my mentors, the coaches that I've hired, the the people that I've looked to to say, hey, well, you're doing something different than what I've seen, what's mm -hmm. been modeled for me by my, my family or um, by, you know, people that I was raised by. I want to know the secret. 
Mm. And, you know, they, they willingly wanted to share it with me because they wanted to give back and they wanted other people to have this thing that they had. And what I've discovered is that you can actually be a time traveler in your imagination. Okay. And you can take your, your adult self that's fully capable of protecting yourself and you can go back into those critical moments in your life and you can rewrite the story with you in it. And you can come alongside that person hmm. that was helpless and was, you know, subjected to things that were very unsavory and maybe, you know, unfair for a child to endure because they can't protect themselves. Hmm. And you can become that protector. You can become that, that champion, that hero for yourself in all of those moments. And, you know, I really believe that it's most powerful when you get into deep meditative um, brain waves mm. um, to go back and sort of imagine this, this version of, of your life story where, you know, you go back and find your 16 year old self and you say, this is about to happen. I'm going to walk through it with you. We can't change the outcome of these events, but we can change how you feel about it. And we can put your power back in your own hands. Okay. And then I'm going to bring you with me and reintegrate you back into my main personality because you and I can have now open communication. I can be connected with the 16-year-old version of me or the two-year-old version of me, whatever that is. And sometimes we don't even... Bring all those, all those aspects of your personality, the things you've had to lock away in the dungeon because you can't face that anymore. You don't relive the experience. You just go into the experience as an empowered person and pull that version of you forward and bring that person into the now. This, I mean, my, my wife's a psychotherapist and, and you've done two psychology degrees. What's one psychology the, degree, two art degrees. <laughs> two art degrees, one psychology. Okay, but but what's the what? I mean, there's obviously a crossover between therapy and coaching, because I mean, what you just described is very often what therapists seem to be doing with their clients, isn't it? It's taking them back to those difficult periods and those difficult experiences and helping them reintegrate them in so that they can be empowered going forward and not be constrained. So. I mean, you know, are you are you effectively operating as a therapist and a coach here, or, or is there, I would say is no a therapist or what? What's the difference? I would say no to that. So, I definitely um, open people up to the possibility of what they're capable of. Yeah, and I I highly recommend someone with deep trauma just sort of go side by side with a coach and a therapist mm. if so my real intent is to open up their potential and get them to reintegrate but i don't do the deeper work of um i don't do talk therapy with them right. i don't do um discussing those things and so i i simply do some people call it energy work Mm -hmm. where I help them kind of really get into their body and feel that feeling without describing a story. Things will come up for them. Yes. Um, but it's more, for me, it's more of a, a very, um, just completely loving relationship mm -hmm. where I hold space for them and let they let them choose the inner work that they're going to do. We don't talk about their past. We don't talk about, you know, traumatic experiences. They may cry hmm. um, as those feelings come up and that's perfectly okay. And it's hundred percent normal. Um, yes. You know, feeling our feelings is the most brave thing we can do. Yes. And so I would say, you know, someone who, who needs deeper work, 
I, I highly recommend that they work with a thera therapist in tandem with the work they're doing with me. Um, a coach is very similar to what someone who is teaching someone how to play basketball or teaching someone how to play golf would do. You know, they give them tools, they yeah. give them the equipment, and then they say, practice, 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 yeah. versus, um, you know, a therapist really has the ability to go much deeper. Um, and they can go very deeply with themselves if they're ready. But typically what I see is people aren't ready. Yes. And, and until they connect with a therapist and go through that process of really facing those things with a safe person that they have a trusting relationship with, um, I have a therapist and I wouldn't dare try to do what I do without, um, you know, the support of a therapist. I, I've been able to go very, very deep into my inner work um, through the support and, you know, work of my therapist. And it's been wonderful. And a lot of people are afraid of therapists, but a really good therapist isn't going to take you somewhere you're not ready to go. So yeah. they'll, they'll just slowly work their way towards that and bring you to a readiness so that you can overcome and you can really just change the energetic signature of that memory so that it's not painful anymore. You, you transfer or convert that pain into wisdom and you bring all the knowledge that came from that experience so that you can be empathetic towards others. You can, you can have a, a really deep connection with others that have had pain. I mean, we're put on this earth to help one another, to be, you know, come alongside one another and, and put our arms around one another and build each other up. Mm. Now it's, yes. you know, sort of balancing that masculine and feminine energy and bringing it into the non-toxic form where we're assertive and empathetic. We're not competitive and, you know, condescending. We, we can balance our energy the more we do that inner work and show up in a much better way for others. Wow. This is lovely, warm, touchy-feely stuff. And then you get to Google or Hewlett <laughs> Packard or, <laughs> or United Airlines or, or whatever, you know, and they're multi-billion dollar corporations with, with bottom lines and P&Ls and, you know, performance targets and all that kind of stuff. I mean, does this, does this stuff gel with that? It absolutely does. And, you know, I work in a way that I can stay in the place where I love to be um, with really focusing on the human side of things. And I have some really lovely coaches that um, I work with as partners. I have about, you know, eight other coaches that I work with, and they all have their own area of specialty and expertise. And, you know, we, we collaborate really, really well together. Um, they've done the inner work, but they might have a certain aspect of business that they, they really just absolutely excel at and they love. Hmm. So um, I really believe that to be really effective with these um, change initiatives, you know, adding a new um, core value to a business and getting it to be really immersive in the culture. For example, I've got a client in the oil and gas industry that really needs to infuse innovation into every corner of their culture because the political landscape is changing and the practicality of, you know, the types of fuel that we've been producing in the past yeah. is not going to be a way to survive any longer. So um, just, just helping, you I mean, you have to really get into that, that feeling of, of that end result and create that in your imagination before you can create anything, before you can create, um, you know, software or create yes. masterpieces in art. You have to create it in your mind first. And it's just so, the with a strategic change, isn't it? I mean, you've got to visualize where we want us us to be as a company in five years time and and you know the strategy will then follow that it's just the same really isn't it it's just on a, on a different level a personal level or a macro level yeah yeah and i have to i have to make a comment about google because um this actually is a 
tremendous example of manifesting um, what I want. I was in graduate school and we were studying the Google culture and yeah. all the perks that they have for all their employees. And I remember writing down in my journal, I want to know what it feels like to work inside of that place and really get a hands-on firsthand experience. And, you know, when I got a contract with them, I actually got hired to bring about change across the entire organization because they had a learning platform where it was called Grow, where Googlers could contribute ideas and learning to anybody else at Google, but it was being tremendously underutilized. Right. Um, they weren't really leveraging this resource. And so I created, you know, learning pathways into, um, you know, simplifying access to it and learning pathways into bringing their ideas to this um, Google internal Google learning platform where everybody was, you know, contributing. And it doesn't matter what the subject is. If it's something they're excited about, they can provide learning to everyone else at Google and make it accessible. So um, I manifested that. I don't know, um, you know, how exactly it happened. I didn't, I didn't bid on any contracts or anything. I just got a phone call one day and I put it into my sort of my vortex and forgot about it. So because I was doing the inner work, just getting more and more focused on, and I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't make sales calls. I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't um, go out and build your business, but the inner work, I would say, I would venture to say it's slightly more important. So you have to do both, but you can't forget to meditate and um, really do that inner work because when that shows up, you have to know this is where I belong and this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, even though it's scary because it's Google and like, can I do this? And and I mean, do you get the imposter syndrome, you know, ever? Do you, do you kind of, do you fa- face that and think, oh, I can't do this or, or I, no, I can do this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm convinced that no one is immune to that. No one. <laughs> and it's, it's actually, you know, easier and easier to be the master of your imposter personality. And allow that personality express its ideas and its thoughts, but you're the master and you call the shots and you say, well, everybody's here at the table, all parts and aspects and part-time personalities are here at the table. You're welcome to, to chime in at any time, but I'm, I'm going to make the final decision. I'm going to make that final call. It's lovely. That, that's a lovely analogy of being, sitting in a boardroom with, with all these different areas of you sitting as as people and and then mediating a conversation i love that that's a really powerful kind of visualization isn't it that's fantastic wow so golly we've i mean we're we're flying through the hour um i'm just going to pick a couple of these questions because i mean i i love to explore stuff that i don't know when i when i'm talking to you know new people and stuff so one of the things you're studying at the moment i think is that the jose silva method and yes. I haven't heard of that. So, so do tell. Um, <laughs> why are you putting time into this, and what is it, and why is it why is it worth studying? Yes, absolutely. So the Jose Silva method. It's actually been kind of championed through Mind Valley. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Vision, the the founder, the CEO of Mind Valley, but he right. had a relationship with Jose Silva. Right. Uh, before he passed away, and he's been able to carry forward the legacy of uh, Jose Silva's family. And um, it's really a matter of, we all have an intuition muscle in our, in our psyche. We all have a part of ourselves that um, can really get a sense of what's coming and yeah. anticipate. Um, it's kind of like a gut feeling from deep within. Um, you can, you can, it's, it's really a matter of, of practicing it. And yeah, you've, got to let um, it, you've got to let that voice be big enough to hear it, haven't you? Because so many people just damp it down when, when that, that little voice says something. Yeah. And I think the critical piece that a lot of people miss too, is we can't 
actually tune into our intuition, if we haven't done this inner work, uh, changing the energetic signature of all of those things that have happened to us in the past that fit into the category of trauma, mm. um, whether it was trauma from, you know, falling down on your bike and saying, I'm never going to ride a bike again, whatever you decided from that experience, yeah. um, you have to change the energetic signature and say, fall down seven times and get up eight. Yeah. Um, because once you have done that inner work and you've got, I mean, it's never done. It's an ongoing process. But when you've really delved into getting good at doing that inner work, then you can separate the, the fear from the intuition. You can recognize yeah. what you're inspired to do versus what your subconscious limiting beliefs are, you know, popping up for you and you're being triggered because they can feel much the same for someone who's not practiced. Um, so I think that's, that's really the key to being able to take this and explore it and, and cultivate your intuitive sense mm -hmm. is, is creating a clean slate, bringing yourself back to true, um, going back to the pure version of you and, you know, clearing all of those blocks and it can, it can be done instantaneously. There are certain um, coaching tools that I use with clients where I can actually tap into their superconscious, their inner being that, that has sort of this full spectrum of data for, from all of the past memories that have been printed and then all of the future possibilities that haven't happened yet. But it's like a field of data that this superconscious has immediate access to. And it can take, sort of just take a inventory of all of this internal resistance that's been imprinted on our DNA, imprinted on our subconscious mind. And it can just take a feather and just clear as if gophers were just popping up in your, your playing field. You're on one end of the field and your desired reality is on the other. The superconscious, if you connect with it, can see the resistance, take a feather and just smooth it out, remove the gophers or the prairie dogs that created it. And, you know, just put them back into you know, that, that source energy where it came from and just bring you back to true. And it can happen just like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that puts, I, I, I'm sure you must've read outliers Gladwell. Um, I love, I love Malcolm Gladwell. It puts me in mind of that first chapter in outliers. And I think where, where he talks about the art, the art um, expert and stuff who, who will know within like half a second whether yeah. this is this is a real painting or not and stuff and it's because they've got that connection to everything absolutely it? yeah absolutely yeah. and it, it's it's really just like anything else it's like learning to play the violin yeah anyone can do it anyone can be a master violinist it's practicing and it's you know moving the things out of your way that will stop you creating a space where you can learn um creating the environment that's conducive for learning. Wow. Wow. So give me a story of an amazing change you saw in a client. Something that Oh my gosh, you, you, I have you, so you, many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that wonderful that you've got that's a nice problem to have some <laughs> I will I will choose one that's near and dear to my heart. Because I, because I have this creative background, um, you know, having gone to art school myself and being an artist as well in my private life, I had a client that came to me with this big, overwhelming challenge. And I have to say, getting her to actually come to a session was probably the most difficult aspect of my job as a coach, um, because her resistance was just so overwhelmingly powerful for her. She, she was excited and we'd talk and she would say, yes, yes, that sounds really good. I'd love to do that. And then the day would come and she'd have, you know, all these other things that would just pop up and I can't, I can't, I can't. And that was really very parallel for her life and what was happening. She had 20 years of unwritten books and stories that yeah. she could not bring to their natural conclusion. And I did one session with her. I finally got her to show up for that one session. And I, I did 
some energetic balancing with her where I had her get into the feeling of not being able to write and not being able to complete a story. And I had her take her finger and, you know, really get into her body. I did some grounding, like imagine that you have a ball of energy and you're going to just place it on your chest and imagine that ball of energy can go down your arms, down your back and extend deep into the earth. Mm. And imagine that ball of energy can go up your arms, up your neck, up through your head and connect to the universe and just have her feel like she's truly grounded and connected. And then I had her put her finger on the place in her body where she felt the most tension or pressure from not being able to finish her work. And we sat with that and we just allowed that feeling to express itself. And I I told her, I said, that feeling is allowed. That feeling is allowed. And we just went, we just explored that and um, allowed the feeling to expand and allowed the feeling to um, just express whatever it needed to express to her. And she actually had a vision of the women in her family and the abuse that they had endured and, and the sort of the stifling that they experienced from the patriarchal line in their family. And she had this visual experience as though she set her grandmother free. And, you know, I, I do not, uh, you know, ascribe to necessarily, I'm open to any, anyone of any religion can come into my practice and, and, and participate because I feel like we all have something valid to share and we all have experiences that um, can sort of explain the unexplainable just a little bit. Um, So I don't try to define things. I just let it be. And um, she gave herself permission to let her grandmother's tears be expressed and to let that suppression and that, um, you know, holding back of stepping into a true identity, just allowed that feeling to express. And I actually did a visual creativity exercise with her where I had to take whatever was left of that feeling and just pass it to me. And I, and I accepted it from her and I put it into my heart space and I poured my unconditional love and acceptance into it and my allowing into it. And then I took a little piece of my unconditional love and acceptance and allowing and put it into the space that was left, the the, sort of the void that was left from her taking that feeling and giving it to me. And she immediately had a massive life, life transformation after that. And it was like for the first time in 20 years, she was writing. She started a book club within a few days of that. And um, she was like spreading that unconditional love and acceptance into her community as well. So that was so powerful. And she's actually writing a screenplay now about um, the, the experience of doing that inner work and sort of putting it in a theatrical presentation. So it's been beautiful to watch her bloom and just, you know, embrace this, this process. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? So, I mean, it's like a light coming up and now she's, she's this light for everybody around her and, and what she's doing, which is, which is, yeah. I mean, that's what people development of any kind is about, isn't it? Is seeing that blooming. Yeah. And that self blame that we all carry. Um, I help people um, sort of really transition from, I'm not disciplined enough and that's why I can't do this. I don't have enough willpower. That's our willpower and our discipline is no match for our subconscious programming that goes back generation upon generation programmed into our DNA. Our DNA is different when we're born to when we're in our midlife because of those life experiences and printing, you know, those beliefs into our into our physical system. And so, I mean, it's just knowing how to clear it is really the secret. 
And it's so easy once you know how. And it's it's a lot easier to do it with a container, which a coach is a really good container. Hmm. So you, you it's sort of you magnify your your power to go to that inner work when you have another person who's championing you that's sitting in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was interesting what you said that kind of the most difficult, almost the most difficult thing in that engagement with that particular client was getting her to come. And and that that seems to be a bit a, a, a kind of a blocker, doesn't it? That that maybe the people who could get most from these experiences with yourself or with a client, you know, a coach or, or whatever, are the people that are most resistant to doing it. Right. Yeah, but I just love them and love them and love them until they start <laughs> to feel like it's okay to love themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That that's amazing. That that's that's fantastic. So what's next? Because you're helping people on their journey. What's your journey taking you towards at the moment? What's your, you know, what's your next summit? What's your next aim? It's interesting you say summit because I have actually just joined an organization called Creative Discovery Group. Right. And we have this goal of impacting a billion lives and how we're going to do that is we are going to connect with other change makers other doers other really massively energetically aligned individuals who have deep passion for a cause to give back and to do something really powerful to make the world a better place, to make it better for humans, to make it better for animals, to, to plant more trees. Um, and so we're doing a charity summit. We're partnering with uh, Warren Buffett's granddaughter, actually. Wow. Okay. So some yeah. there then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I am the executive director for global creative coaching for uh, creative discovery group. And so I'm, I'm connecting with, you know, really powerful um, change makers that want to be a keynote speaker at the summit um, that want to potentially, um, you know, bring their charity into the limelight and help people have more awareness of um, important work that's being done in the world. Um, just bringing things to people's awareness and talking about it in very powerful ways. So, I mean, you know, it's not like you're, you're, you're not a busy person. What, 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 why did you sign up for this role and, and this as well on top of, I, you know, studying for a, another degree and doing your coaching practice and everything else that you do? <laughs> I have this really strong desire to connect with others and, um, you know, having my own business uh, as a modern mind coach and, you know, collaborating on projects with other coaches, bringing them into my projects for a time. Um, it's not really continuity in the way that I would like. So um, finding these other collaborators and joining Creative Discovery Group, it almost gives me, you know, it gives me that connection with a mentor and it gives me, you know, other like-minded people to constantly be in close connection with. We meet twice a week. Um, so it's, it's a little bit um, self-serving in that um, it just helps me to continue to grow and to get stronger, but it's also really powerful for me to see, you know, I'm, I'm really mirroring the behaviors of the people that brought me in and they're saying, you know, there's really nobody that you can't reach out to. No. Um, why wouldn't you connect with Oprah? Why wouldn't you connect with, you know, Holly Branson from Virgin Mobile or, or you know, Virgin Corporation? Um, mobile is just one little aspect of their company. Mm. But um, because they just put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you. Yeah. And what you're doing, if it's something they would want to hear about, you're doing them into service if you don't reach out to them and you don't um, give them the opportunity to say yes or no. So um, at first I was like, yeah, I'll let someone else do the sales and the, the, you know, the outreach and the, 
you know, public relations stuff. And, you know, my, my mentor within creative discovery group said, why not you? <laughs> yeah. So it's stretching. And this was me one of your internal blockers, wasn't it? And, and they were helping yeah, you just absolutely. recognize that that was a, a, a barrier that didn't have to be there. It was made up. I, it's made up. It's just something that I can choose or, you know, I could choose it or I could choose yeah. something else. Yeah. So it's, it's really fun, um, you know, drinking my own Kool-Aid. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I mean, <laughs> when when did you did did you have a moment where you recognised that was happening? That you know, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm in a mirror here, and and I'm seeing exactly what I do with my clients, kind of reflecting onto me again. Yeah, yeah. I have to tell you, I have a, a coach colleague named Amanda, and. She wasn't quite screaming at me, but she got kind of close. <laughs> and she was like, but you're it. You're it. Just be it. And so I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it was a little bit painful in the moment, but, you know, it's like stepping into that painful moment and embracing it. Yes, that's right. Because the, is, the is part of the journey. It's part of the journey. And if we can take the learnings from the painful moments as well as the happy moments, then it's taking the learnings, isn't it? That brings us beautifully, I think, to your um, your plus one. Um, and I loved your plus one. Um, so you your plus one is to use gratitude as a way to kind of equalise where you are now with where you want to be. So so just just walk us through that for, you know, three, four, five minutes, something like that. Just just tell us about gratitude and, and how powerful that can be as a, as a tool. So the best thing that I can do is, is to have you pretend that you're a client for a moment. Okay. Are you up for that? I'm up for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to have, I'm going to, we're going to sit here and we're going to close our eyes mm -hmm. and I'm going to actually have you Kind of put your your left hand and your right hand kind of facing upward you know right above your lap just 45 degree angle kind yeah. of hold your arms in front of you yeah and just imagine something in your life that you don't want it can be you know something that you feel like you're being held back or living a life you love living according to your true nature and purpose um, being the primary creative force in your own life or just really being a healthy and vital being. Just pick one of those four things because everything in life kind of fits into those categories if you really dig a little deeper. And put all of the feelings and thoughts and aspects of your identity that kind of make up this experience that you're having that you don't want. Imagine, you know, a circumstance that's been frustrating you, um, whatever that is, just really step into that feeling and imagine that it's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And when you've got it, let me know. Oh, yeah, I've got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, as you, as you hold this bubble of liquid in your left hand that has all the parts and aspects of what you don't want, I want you to shift your focus over to your right hand mm. and imagine there's a bubble of liquid in your right hand. And if you could just kind of put yourself into the experience of having it all and having it now around this, this aspect of your life, put it in that bubble and just, just let everything flow into that bubble from your mind what it's going to feel like, who you're going to talk to, where you're going to be going on vacation, your experience with your significant people in your life, who's your mentor that's two steps ahead of you, who are your colleagues that you're surrounding yourself with that are just really running on all cylinders in this aspect of life that really have it down, that you can use your mirror neurons to just build your muscle around this and get stronger and better at it. 
Just really get into the feeling of having it all and having it now. And when you've got it, let me know. I don't know whether I'll ever have that. <laughs> Infinite possibilities. Infinite possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can certainly visualize some of it and feel it, but I, I you know, uh, just it, tap into your willful suspension of disbelief. Imagine yeah. you can create anything. Mm. You're limitless. Yeah, and that the constraints that you've experienced in the past don't exist anymore. Just mm. put all of that into your right hand. And when you've amplified that feeling as much as you can, let me know. Yeah, I could I could take a long time doing that, but <laughs> I, I know where you. Yeah, I can feel a change. I can feel something moving, if you like. Yes. Okay. Now, what you're holding in your left hand represents something that a version of you one step back in your life created. Mm -hmm. Keep your eyes closed and just imagine that that person is a few paces away from you to your left and take a few steps towards that person that version of you that created this reality. And I want you to reach out and I want you to take his hand and I want you to look him in the eye, put one hand on his shoulder and I want you to tell him how much gratitude you have for him in bringing you to this point, bringing you this far. And I want you to take the time to say to him whatever you need to say fully express your gratitude. Recognize how hard he worked to get you here. Just pour out unconditional love to him. Yeah. When you've said everything you really want to say, let me know. Okay. Now, it could take longer, couldn't it? But <laughs> now, but, just yeah. step to the right and step towards the horizon to that version of you who has overcome all of this self doubt and all of this limiting belief mm. that you're holding in your left hand, <clears throat> and step a few paces forward and just step into that version of you that has it all and has it now just put on his clothes step into his identity and and just be him for a moment and as you're being him i want you to look at what's in your left hand and i want you to begin to realize that that was a critical next step that was absolutely necessary for you to get to this point, mm -hmm. for you to be this identity that has it all, you had to experience the discomfort of everything in your left hand. It was absolutely critical for you to develop the character and the skills and the capabilities to be ready for stepping into this right hand reality. Yeah. And when you feel true gratitude and appreciation for what's in your left hand, I want you to consider them both and choose. Just simply choose. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's not too difficult to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do that anytime. You can do that anytime. Yeah. Do we have time to do one more really quick thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is great. All right, so I'll have you close your eyes one more time. Okay. And I want you to take what's in your left hand and imagine there's a football field in front of you. Okay. And you take this bubble, and like a magician, you just throw the bubble into the field, and it creates a visual picture of what is in that bubble. A bunch of little furry creatures have evolved from what's in that bubble and have popped up in your football field and created these mounds of dirt in your playing field. 
You're on one end of the playing field and your desired reality that's in your right hand, you've actually been able to launch what's in your right hand to that other side of the football field to create a really clear visual metaphor of your circumstance. And as you see all these little gophers that have popped up from that left-hand reality, all the resistance, the feelings, the identities, the, the limiting beliefs, the self-sabotage, all of those little gophers and prairie dogs have popped up in your, in your football field and created all these mounds of dirt. With your permission, I'd like to ask to connect with your inner being, your super conscious. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Joe, as I connect with your super conscious, I'm going to ask your super conscious to look at all of the resistance, the collective resistance that has piled up along your playing field and is making it difficult for you to find the path of least resistance between where you are and where you're going that desired reality that, that you created in your right hand. Hmm. Superconscious, I'd like to just ask that you just blow a whistle and call all the gophers, all the little creatures, and, and just bring them into a basket. Bring them into a basket. Open the door and let them walk into a basket. Now close the door. And connected to this basket is a hot air balloon. And I want you to light the hot air balloon and I want you to lift all the gophers and just remove them from the playing field because they served a purpose at one time. They served a purpose to keep Joe safe, but they're no longer needed. They've served their purpose and now we can return them back into the energy that created everything that exists. Hmm. All of the energy that makes up everything that exists, we can just turn it back into that field of reality that holds all knowledge and all information. Just return it back where it came from. And I want you to take a giant feather and just smooth out all of those mounds of dirt and just return the grass back to its rightful place and just create a smooth, clear turf that has no more bumps. Just smooth it out. Mm. And bring it back to true. Bring it back to its true original form when the landscapers originally laid all that grass. And just allow Joe to see the clear path from here to where he's going. There's no resistance. Okay. Thank you, super conscious. And so it is. Ooh. Ooh, I've got all tingles. <laughs> it was strange because i was i was also aware that at, at various points in that and i think it was where you were triggering into the the you know the left hand i was wound up i was i was picking at my finger and stuff and when i was when you were moving me to the right hand side and moving me forward and stuff, I stopped doing it. I, I, I was just aware of that difference. It was quite a strange little kind of realization, but uh, yeah, very, very powerful kind of building so when that, world that, that those pictures are very powerful, aren't they? That you, yeah. You... So when that, when that nervousness stops, that's, your inner being telling you this is where this is where we want to be. This is the yeah. right direction. You're you're on the right path. Yeah. When when that anxiety and that that and it nervousness was, it was stops, significant. I could feel a difference. I could feel there was a, a. I don't know whether it was a peacefulness, but there was a there was a rightness, if you like. <laughs> yeah, very strange, very strange, but but very very clear. It's it's interesting, our subconscious and our inner being, they work in metaphors. They, they can't tell the difference between yes and no. Whatever you're thinking about, that just gets programmed into your experience, your energetic experience. But when you use metaphors and you create this visual picture, the subconscious doesn't know 
the difference and it doesn't discern between what we experience in the physical world, what we remember about what we experience in the physical world and what we experience in our minds and what we remember about what we experience in our minds. It's all a continuous body of data and you just resort the data and you clear the bad code that's no longer using being used properly to, to what it was intended for originally. You just clear the code and you you can really start moving forward. That is so that is so strong. That is so powerful. <laughs> wow. And that's just five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And it, it and I didn't create this. I just I'm just a, a container. Mm. And I, I like to share this information with other people and and help them just get better and better at doing that inner work. Wow. Well, what a fascinating session this has been. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I thought it would be different because I, th- I thought, well, you know, Samantha's coming on, she's a coach, and it sounds really interesting, her background and everything. But, uh, yeah, uh, completely, completely unexpected. Really, really enjoyed that. Very powerful stuff, Samantha. Um, we're way over time. So, I mean, thank you so much for taking the time um to 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 share this um with with everybody and uh and yeah i mean you know if if there are any more links that i i need to put in um to yeah anybody to any of this good stuff um just just drop me an email or or ping me ping me the links and uh, i sure will i will send you creative discovery group information you yeah i'd be interested to, to hear more about that definitely yeah Okay, well, let's um, let's draw it to a close. So, th- Samantha Mason Vasquez, thank you so much for being on the Plus One podcast today. Oh, Joe, it was a pleasure. It was an absolute pre- pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay. Mm-hmm.